Pogazi with Ndiabulela. Probably a very apt time to be thankful for obvious reasons, but as well for the fact that we are joined by four young people, four lovely young people, four lovely young erudite scholars, PhD students from Rhodes University. They know themselves as rodents, of course. As well as beat 45 other teams when they won the 2019 Halt Prize Regional Summit, which was held at the Brookhouse International School in Nairobi, Kenya, two weeks ago. In its 10th year, the Halt Prize challenges innovative university and college students from across the world to create a social entrepreneurship startup that will create more than 10,000 meaningful jobs in the next decade. Their team, Team eSmart, is a business model aimed at creating job opportunities for young people through collection of electronic and electrical waste materials and further recycling, repairing or repurposing the waste into new market products. The project so impressed the judges that they were awarded the top position among 45 other teams from across the region. Rhodes was the only South African university that participated in the challenge. It was the only university necessary to be part of this challenge. To tell us more about that is a PhD in organic medical chemistry student from Bronco Sprite, Ms. Lindogulhlenene. Molo sesikunjani? Hello, Ngapilunjani. Ngapilunjani. I mean, because you accept that you're a rodent, is that correct? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Another 24-year-old is going to be joining us as well. In fact, she's in studio at the moment in electrochemistry, PhD, Ms. Nobuhlendebele. Hello, rodent Nobuhle. Hi, <laughs> Sengaz. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. I'm coming to try Varsity, by the way, so be on the lookout for me. <laughs> Many congratulations. You guys have done the country incredibly proud. Let's talk about your backgrounds first before we talk about how you guys met in Gramstown, because that's the only thing you can mm-hmm. probably do there. And more importantly, how you get to be literally on top of the world and which is more at such a young age. Ms. Nobuhle, let's start off with you. Tell us about your background from Bronco Sprite and how you found, of all universities, you skipped along the way. You, you, how do you land up in Gramstown? Okay, um, okay, I'm from, okay, I'm Nobutle and I'm from Norkazakh, so that's just at the beginning of the world, so before Orlando. Um, 24 years of age, um, background, <laughs> what can I say, how did I get to Rhodes? Um, mm. Well, it was a very good institution at that time, still is, and that's probably why I chose Rhodes. And just after matric, I just I felt like I wanted freedom and to be away from home, and that's why I skipped all these other nearby universities, Abu Dhabi, UJ, and drove all the way to the Eastern Cape. So yeah, <laughs> lovely drive to the Eastern Cape that is, and you land up in Gramstown. Miss Nene, mm-hmm. you also did something pretty similar coming from this part of the country. How did you get up to? Mm-hmm. How did you land up in Gramstown? Well, I've always known Rhodes University from a very young age. I've had um, two cousins that actually studied at Rhodes before me. So they've like every time we had um, family gatherings, they would come home with their friends and they'd like paint Rhodes University as this nice place that you would want to be as a young person. So for me, I've always wanted to go to Rhodes for that reason. And yeah, um, growing up and then read about Rhodes and what I wanted to do and it matched up. So that's why I ended up at Rhodes University. Let's cut to the chase of it. Let's talk about Team eSmart, how yourselves, together with Reitumetze and Gauta, meet up at this level. Mm-hmm. We're talking. We're not talking Mickey Mouse stuff here. We, we are PhD <laughs> stuff here. This is this is yeah. serious. We are. We're not just consumers of information, but right now we are 
advancing knowledge in a chosen discipline and field. Mm-hmm. Tell us how that happens. Anyone? Um, well, Team eSmart and what we are currently doing as PhD students is slightly different. Okay, so um, as you've stated already, I'm doing medicinal chemistry and eSmart is mostly about recycling electronic waste and um, dealing with it in the country. So how this matches up with what we are doing in the business or where the link between our academics and the business is where we deal with the management of ele- of um, toxic chemicals in the electronic waste, okay? So the toxic chemicals can actually be leached out once you keep these type of materials in your homes or it can... Um, for, what's this? It can actually um, promote a dangerous environment for people. And as chemistry students, we thought that's actually something we can look into and put our expertise into place. Okay, before we get into this issue, and I'm sorry to have to cut you short whilst you're getting into the groove, we have to pay the bills, and Lesejo, my producer, is waving her cane at me. So stay tuned. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. This is SAFM. My name is Songa Zomabekwe. I'm in conversation with Ms. Lindogutlenene, who's doing her PhD in organic and medicinal chemistry at Rhodes University, together with her business partner, Ms. Nobutlendebele, also doing a PhD, but this time in electrochemistry. 24 years old from Nordgesich, just outside Soweto. They are part of Team eSmart, together with Reitumet and Gahle, as well as Gauta Matlau, who recently won a top award in Kenya in the innovation sector in terms of Really responding to e-waste management. And very recently, in the context of electrochemistry, we had Nobuhle talking to us about the waste that we generate in our homes. Could you just continue that conversation in terms of the waste that we might not consider as waste, especially e-waste, as you put it earlier on, that could be a hazard and danger to our spaces and environments, generally speaking, from a home perspective or from a domestic perspective? Do you want to carry on that point there, Nobuhle, please? Um, Okay, so basically, electronic waste is just... Um, electronic and electric devices. Um, they've become electronic waste um, because we no longer use them. So that's actually why they are labeled as e-waste, electronic waste. So these could range from anything, really, your microwave, your cell phone, your laptop, and all of those things. So when we were um, answering the Help Press Challenge, which, as you um, stated, was to create 10,000-plus jobs for the unemployed youth, realized that there's actually so much electronic waste that we as South Africa generate, which is about 360,000 tons um, annually, to be um, exact. And that is actually not being um, dealt with appropriately. Well, that's how we felt, and even through our studies. So we decided that actually we could um, collect all of these um, electronic waste and then actually repair it, reuse it, recycle it, and actually repurpose it, meaning generate new products from um, this electronic waste. There's various things that we could generate. And by so doing, we are able to create various jobs for the youth of South Africa and also, to a certain extent, promote the use of proudly South African products as we also plan to generate um, products from these electronic waste that we are going to be um, collecting. 316,000 tons of electronic waste. Only 12% of this is collected and recycled. Lindo Gutle, let's just go to you. Now, how do we get to a situation whereby we've got four students whilst in this sort of level of academic endeavor, how do they meet and decide, actually, this is an opportunity that can unlock commercial activity 
How, tell us about the constitution of the team and the early ideas. I mean, I would imagine four people doing PhD in the sciences. You've got four genii there. How do you get four genii to agree to anything, much less a complex project such as this? <laughs> okay. Um, well, to get four different people, we're not very different because of all science, but four people to come up with one idea. I said four genii. Don't, 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 don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. I said genii. I didn't say people. <laughs> okay. To get four geniuses to come up with one idea and actually um, agree on it wasn't very difficult. Okay. But it was... But we did have our own differences and, and all this. But the main aim is to come up with an idea that will be useful for many other people. So at one point, we would have to to agree to one thing that seems quite feasible and, and workable with. So um, what we, like, as, I was, uh, say, as I was saying earlier, that we are, coming, we are using our expertise when it comes to dealing with um, the toxic parts of electronic materials. We also realized that we want to create something that can accommodate a wide spectrum of skills. Okay, so we are not looking into dealing with one type with one type of problem that will only be looking into specific skills. So, although this speaks to our expertise, we want to also answer um, to many other South Africans who are not particularly scientists or who have a specific skill. So, dealing with electronic waste for us means that we are looking into employing both skilled and unskilled young people who are like disconnected youth, people who actually do not have jobs. So one way we need to, we can do that is to look at it, um, creating a job, a business model that will allow us to um, create different jobs, if I may put it that way, because we're, different, we're dealing with different types of materials and different types of uh, processes that we can put into place in dealing with this type of electronic material. So it was quite difficult, not very difficult for us to agree, but seeing that this answers to many people, let's we talk about to come to one. No, sure. I appreciate the indulgence. Let's talk about now, just for those who have recently joined us, and I just want to re, um, re- restate this. This is Team eSmart and their e-waste business model comprised of in-studio now, at least on the phone, Ms. Lindo Gutlenene as well as Ms. Nobutlendebele. They do have two other business partners who are unable to join us for this evening. That is Mr. Khauta Matlau as well as Ms. Reitume Zengatle. There are four students from Rhodes University in Grahamstown who have recently won a major prize that they're going to tell us about later on very recently in Kenya and and which is more they're looking forward to a trip to the UK, more of the same in terms of this price. Let's t- tell us the business concept now. Okay, now you guys have come together, you've identified something. If I were to say in two minutes, Nobuchle, what is your business all about in two minutes? I've got essentially 10,000 USD that I can give to you. Pitch this mm-hmm. idea, sell it to me in terms of getting the ordinary South African to understand what it is that you guys do and how in doing that you do it. Um, okay, so basically our business model is we plan to raise awareness in um, all these different communities in terms of letting people know the dangers of actually keeping electronic waste within your home because realize that that's actually one of our problems. People don't actually know that. It's actually quite dangerous harboring all of these um, electronic things, um, electronic models um, devices. So then that's part of our business model is to raise awareness. Um, and then also we plan to collect um, electronic waste throughout the entire country. So we are planning on... Um, happening in various warehouses. And then from there after, once we've collected all of that electronic waste, we plan to recycle 
repair it and repurpose it, meaning that we are going to be dismantling some of the electronic waste, the ones that aren't actually repairable, and generating various products from it. And there's so many things that we can gather. As Linda Gusha said, that we already we are scientists. So then, from um, like for computers, for example, you've got a plastic. From that plastic, we could we could create a lot of things that can actually be used with plastic. There are a lot of steel and all of those things, and um, you know, in these um, electronic devices that we collect, we could make a lot of things from that. So essentially, that's our model. Our model is to create awareness and an e-smart community. That's basically what we say. You want to raise an e-smart community collect electronic waste, repair it, recycle it, and also repurpose it. And by so doing, also generates jobs for the youth of South Africa. On that point, I mean, let's just talk about the economic value of this industry. So I I mentioned the fact that only 12% of this waste is collected in this country. In other Mm -hmm. words, we are leaving on the table, or in the rubbish bins, literally, an economy worth about 15 billion. I mean, the numbers are as high as that. How accurate is that? I mean, surely it can't be that much. It actually is that much. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Lindo. No, I I was actually going to confirm that it is quite it is true. Because mm-hmm. even in your electronic material you get very precious metals such as gold, silver, copper and those are very valuable and they could help us generate a lot of money. So imagine if you collected the rest like the eighty eight percent that is untapped, we could actually generate that much money because it has very valuable materials in them. So what typically should I do with my old cell phone? I've got a couple of cell phones that I don't use anymore. I have an old laptop that is pretty much a desktop in the sense that for as long as it's not in a charger, it's dead to me. And all the information I have there is on my latest laptop. I have a new laptop that I haven't opened because the one that I have currently works just fine. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that footprint models pretty much many people in South Africa. What can we do in terms of behavioral change to, first of all, limit the dangers in our own homes, but more importantly, unlock an economy that could be so useful in the advent of the shrinking economy? Yeah. What I would do, song ever, is that you could donate these to eSmart. <laughs> so we're here to yeah. take out all of these toxic things from, from your household, basically. So if you could just donate them to eSmart and then eSmart deals with them appropriately, that's how you could do And one thing I just want to add on from the 12% that you were talking about that actually is recycled, 90% of that that South Africa collects, they actually just export it out of the country. So they don't even deal with it within the country. It also gets shipped out. And that's also another market that we plan to tap into, the amount of e-waste that is actually tapped out. So if you... And the rest of South Africa have a lot of electronic waste devices, I mean, electronic devices that you no longer use. Simply donate them to Eat Not, and you can also be helping in the job creation line. That's what you're doing, essentially. Last week, we had a conversation with a, a couple of members on this new commission being the Fourth Industrial Revolution. How much of mm-hmm. your work, to whatever extent, is in response to the growing technological um, space that we are now entering, both in the age of artificial intelligence as well as fourth industrial revolution. How do you position yourselves? Because this is essentially technology space that you guys are operating in, albeit in the waste management side of things. How do you see the four IR benefiting your business model? Does it even? Lindo? Yeah, yeah, it actually does. Um, so part of the the aims of this is to make sure that when students go to school, they learn or they gain knowledge that they can later on put into practice or put into life what they actually create or learn from in school. So we are actually in a space where we are bringing in the knowledge that we've gained in all these years into a business model. 
And in addition to that, we've also the, the three R's that are, are guiding our business model is recycle, repair, and repurpose. So repairing, we also do um, promote the regeneration of new electronic materials that are useful, that are responsive to the problems that we're facing now, or electronic materials that can be used in today in the space of today. So. Um, the, 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 the four IR actually, as you stated, it does benefit our business model or we actually do respond to the main, the, the main, um, guidelines of the fourth industrial revolution in the fact that we are putting into place the knowledge that we're gaining as well as promoting or improving with the constant advancement of technology with what we are doing with our electronic materials. And you guys and find yourselves in Nairobi, Kenya for the regional summit for the Halt Prize. Let's talk about that journey and how things panned out over there, the nature of the competition you were faced with, how steep and difficult it was. Nonetheless, you prevailed. Tell us about the victory this is. Okay, so <laughs> the thing about the Halt Prize that was held in Kenya, yes, it's regional, but countries are not restricted to a specific region. So it wasn't just countries in the southern part of Africa or something like that. It was actually countries across the world. So. Sometimes you get very intimidated when you see people coming from well-known or world-class countries. And sometimes people can actually disqualify themselves when they look at or compare themselves with others. So we actually stood up to what we know and who we are, and we kept on. And we also adopted um, a character of being coachable. So I find that the fact that we held our heads up high and we were coachable whenever we were corrected or pointed out for improvement, we still were able to, to get through it. So it was quite intimidating and it was quite steep because, first of all, we were divided before um, presenting into different seminar rooms. So you wouldn't even know what the other teams are presenting, what their weak points or strong points are in order for you to go and reevaluate yourself. So it was quite difficult in that sense. And we were actually... Um, one of the few teams that comprised of students who actually were not doing business at their studies or who were not business people in whatever they're doing. So that was another factor that make it, made it quite difficult for us. But it wasn't actually difficult. It was just intimidating. And, uh, yeah, so th- those are the main factors. However, we still managed to go there and do what we came there to do and, and say what we know best and present our business model with passion and with confidence. And I feel... With all the, the the key points answered, such as creating jobs for young, disconnected um, youth of South Africa or any part of the world, as well as having a business model that is sustainable, allowed us to keep confident and make sure that we tell our story the way we know it. I'm sure you already have many invitations for business partnerships and the like. <laughs> yeah. One Mrs. Zanele Pandra from Queenstown says, I'm listening and I already have an idea or two in terms of how to partner with this lovely team. Let's talk about the opportunities immediately now. Let's talk about the low-hanging fruits. How easily implementable is this idea? Have you guys even started generating a source of income? Have you guys started doing anything pursuant to your business? Um, okay, in terms of implementing it, we need quite um, a lot of capital. We are we we have started in terms of talking about this is what we're doing, this is where we're doing. We are trying to talk to we are actually in talking to people in terms of moving this forward. Um, it is very 
we can implement it definitely. We're just need, in need of a capital. Hence, we entered um, the health science challenge, which can afford us like one million US dollars, which would enable us to start. But in terms of the business idea being feasible, it definitely is feasible. We started raising awarenesses within our small communities and also just um, talking to our university um, in terms of the electronic waste that they generate. I and mean, we've seen, we were able to go around and see how much of it is actually there. So we are in the starting phase. Definitely, it, it, it's something that is going and is growing. So, yeah. And then off to the UK for eight weeks following this win. Yes. Let's hear oh, more I'm about so that. Excited. Ooh, excitement, <laughs> excitement. When is it happening? Where in the UK? Um, it's happening. We're leaving on, I think we need to start on the 27th of July. Not so sure exactly where. I know it's a castle. Maybe Lindo can confer where exactly. <laughs> uh, Oxford. Oxford, yes. Hello. So that's, that's where it's going to be. Hello. Oxford University. <laughs> yes, this is us living up, hey? <laughs> I mean, when you talk about a million USD, I think just for reference purposes, we are talking about 14 million plus. 14 million yeah. bucks. That's real oh. money. Are you guys ready for 14 million rand as a windfall, just like that, between the four of you? No, we are very ready. Hey, we're very ready. <laughs> um, the only thing is, in order to get there, we first need to be able to get to the UK, which right now is a bit of a situation because we first need to be able to raise funds because they do not um, fund our travel costs. Ooh. So that's what we're actually busy with right now in terms of raising funds for um, our flights. And then, yeah, but in terms of getting a one million, um, we're ready. <laughs> okay, so you guys need assistance in getting there. Yes. That can't be too difficult, surely. That can't be too difficult. South Africans, you are listening to in studio right now, Ms. Nobutlendebel as well as Lindokutlendena. They are part of Team eSmart who are a waste, e-waste management business this is in response to all manner of things not least among those things the environmental carnage that is currently taking place and it's best known as global warming this is part of the african narrative my name is song is and we are taking calls on behalf of these ladies ask them questions if you want to partner up if you want to give them money if you just want to send a shout out if you just want to congratulate them anything if you're an old rodent wherever in the world you are and tuning in on safm leading the conversation here on safm viewpoint please 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 give us a call 0891104207 they've got only nine minutes remaining in studio because we have to go to the paper, which is our daily soap, in a couple of minutes now. But we are certainly receiving voice notes as well on 0614-104-107. Ladies, now how do we get you guys there? Flights, accommodation, visas, what do you guys need? Tell South Africans okay. what you need, how they can get hold of you in the event that they want to support. Yes, so for us to get to Oxford, um, fortunately accommodation is sorted. We need... Um, to get our flights sorted as well as a visa, so fundraising for flights and visa. To um, to get hold of us, you can email us at team.esmart1 at gmail.com. So it's team.esmart1, one as a number, not the word, at gmail.com. And there you can ask us questions if you want to, or you can just give us information if you're willing to help us get to Oxford. I mean, you're operating in a space where I would imagine the Wi-Fi corporations are going to be interested in, if they're not currently doing it, and many of their contemporaries in the space. Are there any partnerships with them now or in the future that you propose having? Yes, we do, actually. Um, okay, then ask them for money. 
That's a good start. <laughs> we can if they're willing to. However, the plan initially was to have them partner with us, with our, our business model, which I cannot be very detailed about at the moment. Sure, no, but, accept. Uh, yeah, so we do want to partner with them because mostly they are the manufacturers of the type of materials we're dealing with. Mm. And if they are actually willing to help us get to Kenya, that would also be highly appreciated. I yep. mean, to, to, to the UK, it would be highly appreciated. You're a downstream partner in the business enterprise. They don't want to be buying new products every single time. If they can cut the cost of having to buy the new product, and if they can develop to whatever extent that they can, some of this e-waste that you would already have taken to them, surely that's a big enough carrot for them to have to buy it or to be sufficiently enticed. Look, I'm saying this because it's probably going to be a little difficult for you to say that more, especially when you have to approach them afterwards, but this will be podcasted, it will be available, and you can use it for yourselves, which I'm saying these things because I really want to see you guys and hear about you in the UK. More importantly, I want to have this conversation sometime in August where you will tell the country that you you are 14.5 million rand richer <laughs> and it's going to be invested in Team eSmart. Yeah. The pressure. But um, we're also, we're praying and hoping that that's the story we carry um, when we come back from the UK. So yeah. <laughs> Any relations with the government, either at provincial government or at national government? I mean, particularly environmental affairs, because I would imagine this is something that's not only within their remit, but should be in their interest in terms of generating the necessary awareness, the advocacy part, especially using government resources in terms of the dangers that electronic waste lying around in landfills, in businesses, especially offices and government institutions. I mean, you can imagine how much e-waste is available at hospitals. You can imagine police stations and the outdated equipment. You can imagine just about any government department, the waste that is lying there and the dangers it is, never mind the waste that we have in our homes. Surely the government has to have a stake here as a partner and as well as an investment partner. Do you want to say anything to them? Have you thought about how you could incorporate them or where you could leverage their space and mandate for the purposes of not only getting your business kickstarted, but also being a partner to government's work? Yes, actually, we would really like to partner up with a lot of departments in, in the government. Um, one way we would like them to help us was we noticed that there are some buildings that were left unoccupied. And I don't maybe they were built for a specific reason and they are still unoccupied. And we're not sure if those can be made available for us to occupy them and use this for our business. And another thing about um, partnering with the government is that we are actually here as a business to help the rest of South Africa. So mostly when people have businesses, it's, it's usually for the benefit of very few people or just them. But this time, this is different. We are benefiting the rest of South Africa and we're actually curbing three socioeconomical problems, which is employment, economy, as well as the environment. So it would be, it's like a win-win situation. <laughs> we would like to have um, partnerships with the government to help them actually deal with their electronic waste that they generate, like you stated, in hospitals or schools, because some schools actually um, replace their electronic materials such as computers now and again. So we want to be the, the company that actually helps them deal with removing those types of materials. At the same time, also be assisted in terms of space and having warehouses that we can use for us to, to put our business model into place. In addition to this, we, the other problem with electronic waste in South Africa is that people don't know about it, and if they do know about it and want to do something about it, they do not have accessible uh, places that they can 
send their electronic material to. So we want to spread out into the country to make it easy, even for people in informal settlements, to be able to send their electronic waste for proper management. So it would be really nice for us to have as much space as we can throughout the country, first to be able to tap into the electronic waste that has not been tapped to, and at the same time have people be able to actually send the electronic waste to the nearest place possible. Let's talk about your studies. Um, I mean, we're going to get back to the final comments about Team eSmart. Let's talk about your studies in general. How far are you with your reading for your respective PhDs? And is that at all going to in any way dovetail to what you'll be doing in your business? Was it ever the business that is part of your planning when you started your PhD studies? I just want to marry what you are reading and what you will be doing very quickly or very shortly in terms of business. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, in terms of our studies, so I myself, Nobuse, Lendo Buse and Ritumezi just started our PhDs. Hauta is in the process of finishing off his PhD. Hopefully he'll be graduating next year. Um, there isn't actually much of a correlation in terms of what we're doing in our research since it's more chemistry-based um, and with the business. I think the only thing that I can say that carries off from, what, from our research into the business is just the re- research aspect of it. The fact that we know how to look for information, actually use it wisely, and that we know how to do research, basically, and carry things to our analysis and all of that. But in terms of correlation between our research and the business. Those are two different things. So, yeah. And it is going to be a bit of a challenge, I mean, continuing with our PhDs and this business model. But because we're very dedicated and focused, we are planning. I was about to say, Gauta got the best deal out of this. He's graduating soon. The business is going to kick off and he's going to be managing the 14.3 million. You guys are just going to be silent shareholders as he's just going to tell you, you guys have got exams. Go on now. Go and write your papers. How's that going to work out when he's done and you guys are still there? Is he going to remain in Grahamstown? Um, yes, he might remain in Grahamstown, but we are, yeah, he, we might remain in Grahamstown. We're planning on having him actually push things forward, but we're also going to work. It's just that we need to be able to find a balance in terms of, um, the business aspects of things and, and school, which we are working on right now, being able to balance both of them. But it's, it's not impossible. People have done it. I mean, people have mm-hmm. run businesses mm-hmm. while they were studying at the same time. So it's something that's definitely doable. So, yeah. Don't mind me, it's all tongue-in-cheek. But more than that, I think you just want to dedicate a couple of minutes to your business partners who unfortunately couldn't join us this evening. A word for Reitumets and a word for Gauta, please, on your behalf. Tell the listeners who your fellow business partners are and just sort of blow their trumpets while we can. Okay, um, so our business partners, number one is Reitumets and Khashe. She's from Rustenburg. She's actually home right now while we're busy at school, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and then our second business partner is Kauta um, Kulmazu. He's from Pretoria, Hammersdorf, and um, they're also both doing um, their PhDs. And Kauta doesn't try and bully you guys, and of course he's going to be hopelessly outnumbered. He's the only guy among you guys, is that right? Yeah, he's the only we guy. No, he can't bully us. I mean, there's three powerful women around him. He can't bully us at all. That's what I wanted to hear. You've had some support from the Rhodes Business School, in particular, Dr. Tzidi Mohamilwa. Do you want to say something yes. to her for her support, in particularly in relation to the fact that you were the very, you were one of the very few non-business-related mm-hmm. students who were there, and you were able to just blow the field? You want to say something to her? Yes, um, actually, we just want to tell her that we really, really appreciate all the effort she's afforded the team. We went into the first, I remember the first time we presented to her, our our presentation was almost very bad. 
because the business part of it was not really um, presented well. And she was one person who gave us really constructive feedback and we were able to go there and present in the best way and a way in which they could understand. So we do appreciate all the time and all the efforts, all the knowledge imparted, and we would like to promise her that we'll make her proud in whatever stage that we end up in in this competition. Final thoughts from us. We just want to, the whole SAFM team, want to wish you guys well. Irrespective of what happens in the UK when this program finally starts in the final pitch, you guys are already winners. That $1 million, whether or not you get it, the point is there's opportunity in this country, 15 billion rands worth of opportunity. You guys are there. First in is the one who gets the worm. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your story. Thank you so much, more importantly, for your inspiration. But most importantly, thank you so much for your dedication and love for education because it really is the one way that's going to be the gateway to the heavens here in South Africa. We appreciate your story. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sangeza and your SAFM team and the listeners out there. Thank you all for giving us the time to present our business ideas. So, yeah, we look forward to working with everyone since eSmart is about a whole entire community and not just us. So, yeah. Team eSmart was joined by Ms. Lindogutlenene and Ms. Nobutlenendebele. They are going to the UK in a couple of weeks' time and they need all the support they can get. Come on, South Africa. Contact them, please. It's team.esmart.com the numeral one at gmail.com team.esmart1 at gmail.com any donation any kind of help just send them an email ask them questions any form of assistance would help this is a great south african story this is a great african narrative this is a proudly south african story that's going to be making waves not so long from now in the uk when hopefully they will be the winning team of the 25 who will be gunning for one million us dollars That's probably as good a time to end now. On this point, we are going to the paper.